If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. This episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media may sound a little different to our listeners. In accordance with the Harris County Stay Home Work Safe Ordinance, my co-host Nathan Spell, editor Freddie Trejo, and I are all recording from our homes, which I feel is timely given our current series focusing on sound in your podcast. In today's episode, we will discuss how proper preparation plays into a successful podcast episode, which we definitely learned through our own experiences this week. So let's get started. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's my me time. So since we've been all working from home, uh, Nate and Freddie, do y'all want to talk about your own home setups and what you've done to prepare for this week? Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so I have been using, well, we've been having online meetings. So I've been using my Scarlet Solo. It's a little interface that allows me to hook up a XLR uh, mic, which the one that I'm using is the Audio-Technica AT2020. It's a cardioid condenser microphone that I've had for a few years now, and it's super reliable. It's I love it. I, it looks great in pictures too, which is an added bonus. And um, throughout the week, I've been just testing to make sure that I'm not going too hot on my volume or too quiet. So I've been I'm pretty well uh, familiar with this these things because I use them a lot. What about you, Nathan? Yeah, on my end, uh, I was not as prepared as I <laughs> could have been. Actually, I, I I had some some stuff that I that I've used relatively recently, but um, I updated my MacBook to like a like the Catalina beta, and for some reason, there's some issue where I can't download this driver that's not there. So I ended up having to use another interface, but it worked out. I'm using an SM58 classic Shure vocal mic. Um, just a dynamic mic, and I I was gonna get a pop filter, but of course all the stores <laughs> are currently closed because pop filters are non-essential. Apparently. apparently, during the time now that <laughs> you know we all have the free time to start a podcast. Exactly, I know. I actually just snagged one of the Shure mics from the Ad Results Studio. Nice, um, smart. Yeah, I I ran up early one morning it was like 6 a.m and i i grabbed that so i've got that set up here at home and then we are also uh doing this via google meet yeah so we can see each other otherwise it would just be it would be an awkward phone call <laughs> very awkward phone call and everyone's recording on their own station and all the audio will be sent to me and i will put them together and edit them so that's gonna be fun yeah, that'll it, it'll definitely be different from from recording in the studio. But I was kind of excited about this week. This episode was actually supposed to be on tone, but with all of the changes that have been made 
it kind of evolved into more of a preparation episode. And uh, the first point that I kind of wanted to touch on was structuring your podcast, what your episodes will be about and what they won't be about. And so surprisingly, this fit in perfectly with the overall theme of the On The Mic podcast, uh, which I think is one of the best places to start when kind of talking about what your episodes will be about, or or more importantly, what they won't be about. Uh, You want to make sure that you're really fitting in with the entire podcast theme. You can throw a wide net out there, but it's not always the best course of action. Um, A smaller net is really going to net you some more loyal listeners. And I don't know, I just believe that if you're going to do something, you should just focus on one thing and do it really well. Yeah, and I think it's interesting how, like, even though we're like building the structure of the podcast as a whole and then you had an initial structure for this episode, it's interesting how there's some flex even within that, right? Like how this was able to evolve, but it's still very focused. Yeah, there are definitely uh, points that you want folks to like focus on by the end of this, which in this instance, it's just being prepared no matter what. I'm hoping that preparation is the is the main point that everyone takes away after today's episode. I think it's been really cool also for us to like be prepping the episodes and and to see that side of the podcast creation because I don't I think as a podcast listener you don't always think about all the prep that goes into episodes um, that you might really like value. Um, and it seems like there's not maybe as much writing, but I mean, you know, as you know, from writing this episode and from other episodes we worked on, like there is a lot. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Uh, you know, for our listeners, we actually have this episode bulleted out. And so when you just read it over, it doesn't look like a lot. But this actually took this took several days for me just because I was putting a lot of research into it, looking at whether what other podcasters were doing. Uh, reading various articles on setting up and launching your own podcast and, you know, focusing on that structure and and the various recording aspects. Uh, To your point, not necessarily as a podcast listener, but like as a voiceover actor, you kind of miss how much research and prep goes into this. Because whenever I do voiceover for other folks, I just get the script and read it and send it off. <laughs> you just show up, perform, and you're out, and you're done. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I may read it over before I hit the mic, but, you know, I didn't do any of the actual setup. So my involvement is is pretty minimal. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I think, especially like you said, like, with everything going on and everyone spending more time at home, I'm sure there's people who are like, now's the time to start that podcast I've been wanting to do. Which I think you should. I mean, you've got the time. Why not jump in? But <laughs> so so during some of my research, I read multiple articles that talked about just getting in front of a microphone and just recording whatever comes to mind, which I really don't agree with. Uh, Like I said earlier, I think that you should do one thing and do it really well. So I do think that instead of just kind of having like a word dump, you should at least have a general outline of what you want to talk about for your first episode. That comes through. Like you can tell whenever the podcast is just like wheeling and dealing as opposed to like something that was thought out. You can hear it. 
there's a clear difference between like folks who who write everything down, who make notes, and others who just kind of get in front of the mic. So, you know, that being said, my my first word of advice for preparedness is honestly to script your entire podcast. Um, even if it's just a general outline, that's better than going in blind. Uh, I fully believe in developing show templates. Um, like I mentioned earlier, this episode is bulleted out and that is my preferred method. But I also do have a tendency to write in stream of consciousness as if I'm recording and I just type that all out. That way I have a very clear point of reference. I know exactly the message that I want to get out and I can kind of clean it up because your own stream of consciousness can be a little muddled (laughs) just as you're going. So you have the opportunity to kind of clean that up as long as you're writing it out as you go. Yeah. This is so meta like to, to, for us to be, you know, referencing the, the process as we're like looking at the doc but it's it is so true that having this as opposed to just trying to go in blind this is so much better and i did the same thing whenever we did like the copywriting focused podcasts i i kind of just let myself go for a while and you get a lot of your natural language out you know onto the page and you look at it and you make edits that's you know writing right so you you know it's the same process but bringing it down to just the bullets where you have like the structure um it it leaves more room for us to kind of you know have a conversation as opposed to just maybe reading a script it adds focus to the whole conversation because now you're just not just going one topic one topic one topic one topic it's all like you said scripted and we're all okay we do this we do this we do this and then going and expanding into that and it adds this nice flow to everything else because you have an idea of where you're going to go. This little map that you have in front of you allows you not to be lost. Yeah. It keeps you from, from rambling on too much. And I know that I mentioned and scripting and, and some folks really do like to script their entire podcast. They'll just read straight from that. Um, I think that that's a fine approach if that's what you're most comfortable with, but no matter what you do, whether it's a straight script, whether it's, um, bullet points, I think being open to rewriting, removing, editing, like that's all super important, uh, which is something that I kind of want to touch on kind of looping back around to voiceover acting. I know that I said that I usually just kind of jump in. I may read the script before I actually do the recording, but And I know that that sounds kind of flippant, but I really do think that you should practice your recording first and and really listen to it. That way you can get a general feel for what sounds unnatural. Um, If there is any content that just doesn't fit in, you can get an idea of where to cut. Um, I think that this is especially important when you're first starting out. Maybe as you become more seasoned and you become more comfortable in the process, that's a step that you can consider getting rid of. But when you are starting out, I think it's very important to listen through and take note of just, like I said, things that don't feel right, maybe content that you've shoehorned in. You don't have to include everything in one episode. It could be information that would 
be better presented in two episodes or in a series, kind of like what we're doing. Like when we launched, we decided that we wanted these to be in between 15 and 20 minutes long. So we had to be really mindful of the content that we were covering in, you know, in each piece. And also us working as a team as opposed to, you know, if you're an independent podcaster without any sort of third person, you know, objective feedback, I think it's really hard to know sometimes. Like it's gonna, it can be really hard. I think obviously listening back is the first step, being able to at least set aside time to record to listen and play with it before you you know publish but um it really does help that you know we have you know freddie and others in those early episodes and like you know we we have people that are giving feedback you know even now um and that we give feedback to each other um i think having all of that um as much objective input is really helpful. For sure. You can just kind of be rocking and rolling and you think that it sounds great. And then you hear from others, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's hard because like you want to do what, like you want to have a podcast that is something that you're interested in and, and that that sometimes means that you'll listen to something and think that everything is great because you're filling the gaps because it's your pet subject or, or whatever it is. And someone who maybe is less familiar can really give you, like, a problem that you didn't realize. Um, I don't know if you guys have had that experience where you're, like, listening and it's like, where there's a missing chunk of information in this podcast. Like, I have no idea what just happened. Oh, for sure. Like, assuming that all of your listeners are on the exact same page as you. On the other side of the coin, there's you can also get too granular <laughs> with your subject matter and um, it might just be too much for some of your listeners. Like sometimes you really just want to hit on the high points and, and then, you know, kind of move on from there. Um, yeah. It's super important to continue to be specific about what you're talking about, but also continue to be accessible to to the group that you're addressing um there's a bit of a fine line and i know that it's something that freddie and i have talked about about not finding that line of making sure that your audience has all of the information that they need that you're being very clear on your subject matter but also not talking down to them at the same time and being aware that maybe the way you're speaking because this is something that you have brought to up to me Lindsay, is that you know maybe my way of speaking i don't think it's talking down but I have to be aware, like, hey, in another context, this sounds like you're talking down to people. I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't do that. And without that extra uh, point of view, I wouldn't have been aware of it. It's it's great having those different perspectives. Yeah, repeating yourself and having your co-host um, repeat information back to you can be interpreted by listeners as you talking down to them, as, as you viewing your listeners as, you know, quote unquote, stupid. Um, I had a situation that I ran into with a podcast that I was listening to where the hosts were talking about a cult and the co whatever the main host would say, the co-host would repeat back. Like, you mean that they, you're telling me that they, and it just, it felt 
it, it <laughs> and I'm like, you know, he's doing. So you're saying they were repeating things? <laughs> the yes. whole time? Whoa, 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 hold on. They were repeating <laughs> and, things. Oh. And the main host was doing a great job of telling the story. I was following along. And not only did the did the repeating take me out of the story, but I was left sitting here thinking like, they think I'm an idiot. They they think that I can't follow along with this. And and it totally just took me out of the subject matter. So it's just something to kind of be aware of when you're hosting your own podcast. Um, yeah. Other points to be aware of, being mindful of your tone, speed, pacing, your pitch. You want to try to keep everything as even as possible. I know that naturally when we speak, we have a tendency to pitch our voices based on our emotions. So excited tends to get a little bit higher up in pitch. And even if you're really stoked about what you're talking about, if you're really excited about your subject matter, you still just need to be aware of keeping it very even keel, as even keel as possible. Um, speaking directly That's into the microphone. Is that a hard one for you? I think so, yeah. I, I notice, so I'm always worried that I'm going to sound monotone. And a lot of times what actually happens, especially, it probably just happened uh, a little bit ago. I'll get excited, and if I'm laughing, sometimes my pitch will go way up. Um, so, yeah, I that's a that's a note for me to remember. I I you can always tell when I'm excited because I start talking really quickly, and exactly what Lindsay said, I'm like, yes, I get really high pitch and really excited. Those are I would say that uh, speed and pitch are like the main notes that I give most actors. Uh, honestly, one way that you can kind of help with that is you can get some of that energy out by speaking with your hands. Naturally, in conversation, we talk with our hands. And I'm not sure if you can see me doing it on, on the screen, but I'm even doing it now as I sit at my desk. Um, and so that's just a way to displace some of that energy that may come across when, when you're speaking in your, your speed and, and in your pitch. That's a good tip. I'm going to have to use that. Just one. don't hit your mic. Right now, I'm wor- I was going to say, right now, I, because of how precarious my setup has to be at this moment, I'm worried if I use that too much, I might knock something. But it's good because, like you said, like I can feel even as I'm like, not, I, you know, half joking, but like seriously trying it, I can I can tell that it makes my voice feel more controlled. It's control and it, it helps with your natural sound. If you're ever worried about being monotone, try speaking with your hands. In the last episode, one point that I hit on was wearing your headphones, which I see everybody is doing. Wearing your headphones and, and being able to hear others and hear yourself, you're able to course correct really quickly, especially if you catch yourself getting a little high in pitch or speaking a little too quickly. Your your brain wants to fix those things and and can do it on its own. It's, it's very good at self-regulating. So kind of moving back to what we were talking about earlier in the conversation about rewriting and removing things, um, you know, listening back through what you have recorded is really helpful in the rewriting process, especially if you listen back and there are tricky words that are maybe tripping up your performance. Um, you know, as part of that process, you want to make sure that you know the proper pronunciation of words and especially names. And... You know, during that process, don't be afraid to mark up your script. If listeners could see our Google Doc, I mean, it is just yellow. <laughs> there, there are tons of highlighted points and there are notes from Nathan. Um, 
So even though it's digital, we definitely marked this one up. Yeah, it's like a living document for us. Like we we've thought it out at the beginning and then we've kind of thought through it with those. And I feel like especially like you you mentioning like pronunciation makes me just the like it just it feels it just what's the word? I mean, I obviously if you're just starting out, you might not necessarily think of yourself as like a, a professional yet in podcasting, but if you're a, you know, if you're a business or if you're you know, wanting to take a journalistic kind of stance, you know, to to miss details like pronunciation of names is a big one. Oh, it just makes me so nervous. I'm I'm always afraid I'm going to to mispronounce someone's name, especially. So uh, another good point to keep in mind uh, when, you know, kind of preparing and, and in the process of recording is to break up your recordings. Don't don't. Don't be so worried about trying to knock it out in one go. I can tell you that you won't hear all of the pieces that are going to be edited out of this episode because Very we have true. A, <laughs> we have a tendency to continue on with another conversation or if we hit a point that we need to stop and redirect on. Um, I know that personally, I've allowed my portion of the recording to just keep going the entire time. But it, it's good to stop and, and regroup here and there. And, you know, on that same point, don't be afraid to, of retakes. That's one thing to absolutely not shy away from. It's really rare that you're going to get everything in one go. Uh, when I record stories for the storytelling podcast that I voice for, I usually submit three or four. And if I don't do the entire story, then I may submit multiple takes of, you know, a single paragraph or, or sometimes even just a sentence. I feel like this is a, you know, all of these are things that I needed more of whenever we started out because I, I can't even remember how many takes we did of the first episode. <laughs> The first the first episode of On the Mic was that was a long yeah. day. Actually, it was a long two days. I want to say that we were in the studio for what, like two hours the first day. And then we came back the next day and it was like another four. And I want to say that the cause of all I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, belabor this, but, you know, I I was really needing to t take the multiple takes more. And I think it was there was a part of it where i was just afraid of the retake like it it was not hard to just start the recording over but it, i built it up as a bigger deal it's the idea of like oh i'm i'm doing this i'm doing this again and like it's totally okay because you're getting it right this is the cool thing about it we're not running on tape it's all digital so you can do 100 takes yeah and until you feel comfortable with it you're like yeah that was a good one then we can keep going to the next part that was the fun part of that first episode. It's practice. You know, in, in any medium, you're going to do multiple takes. In theater, it's all part of the rehearsal process. So to piggyback off of retakes, you also shouldn't be afraid of direction. I know that taking and giving direction can be incredibly difficult. Um, you know, sometimes it's a matter of humbling yourself. And it can be hard not to take things personally. So you want to try to approach giving and receiving direction in a positive way. Just think of it as everyone involved wants to produce the best podcast possible. So when you have to approach that conversation, just keep that in mind. You want to be sure that 
when you are giving direction, you're being very specific. If there's a certain word or a phrase that seems off, try to avoid any kind of nebulous direction, like watch your pronunciation. Let them, let your guest or your co-host know what they need to focus on specifically. Like which word they're mispronouncing, like, you know, not just a general, yeah. Yes. Mispronouncing, literally, what I just did there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Literally focus on what they're <laughs> what they're mispronouncing, or if they have a fallback such as an um, or a fallback word that they're using whenever they're looking to fill space, you can call that out as well. Uh, in theater, we call giving these very specific examples. We call giving them line reads. If you want a line to sound a certain way you read it to the other person the way that you want it to sound. So when we decided to launch on the mic, one of the things that I did to prepare for hosting was to listen to other podcasters and pull what I liked from them. So that's actually a big word of advice that I have when you are preparing to launch your own podcast or even if you're just preparing to to launch a new episode um listen to other podcasters and emulate them honestly I'm a huge fan of Crime Junkie I think that Ashley Flowers has a really soothing voice uh it's not lulling or tiring her cadence and tone are consistent from episode to episode and it's really clear that she does her research and she outlines all of her episodes that tell a clear story that leaves room for Brit to jump in with, you know, questions and color commentary. And it also leaves room for advertising that doesn't feel jarring. And so honestly, when when I approach every on the mic episode, I kind of emulate the way that Ashley talks and presents her episodes. I I think that that was a really it was an exercise for me. In, in practicing my own kind of podcast hosting abilities. It's very similar to um, learning how to play a new song. You play different people's songs and you learn their techniques. And once you feel good about that technique, you're able to do it on your own and you feel more comfortable and make it your own. So You can put your own stink on it. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's what Great my dad word. used to Great say. use. That's what my dad used to say. Um Especially in jazz band, you know, we would we would learn the songs and then when he would kind of let us go to just riff, he would tell us to put our own stink on it. It kind of goes back to the line read idea, too, because you can tell someone was wrong in a maybe like a prescriptive way, even a descriptive way. But that description, as opposed to a demonstration, might not be as powerful. And as you're listening to a podcast whether it's, you know, Crime Junkie influenced you a lot. I think I've been influenced by a lot of podcasts in general. I don't think I'm necessarily emulating them now, but what I love about, you know, maybe Malcolm Gladwell or, um, you know, on the polar opposite side, maybe Joe Rogan even sometimes, you know, it's like you, you pull all of those things together and they kind of form your taste. And that as you're listening back and adjusting, you know, you kind of shape it, you put your sink on it and you, you know, you make it you, um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's a really, really good point. And then kind of to close this episode, the the last point that I really wanted to to touch on was create a schedule. Not not just for your podcast, but for your scripts and for your research as well. When I first started just in podcasting, before on the mic existed, I didn't have a schedule at all. I just kind of went with it. You know, I would receive scripts and I would just do them at my leisure. But, you know, looking back on it, I really do wish that I had followed a little more structure. I think that it would have saved me many late nights trying to record at, you know, 2 a.m. because I just put it off and put it off. And I know that having a content calendar has been really helpful with structuring on the mic and preparing for each of our episodes. Um, In one of our meetings, I did mention that we're actually set on episodes through May, which is a great place to be in. Now, we do still have to record them, but as far as knowing what we need to research and what we need to write out, we have our drop list set until like mid-May. So it definitely leaves me feeling like I'm a little bit ahead of the curve. And so, you know, during preparations for things like that, I try to set a date for recording and I try to set personal research time and have, and I'm trying to get better (laughs) at setting days for when scripts will be finalized. That part I'm still struggling with a little bit, but it is something that I'm trying to work into the overall schedule for consistency. Yeah, and being prepared like that, I mean, it allows you, if you have months of, you know, even if it's just months of scripts, whether you've recorded them or not, if you get ahead, then whenever things come up in the process of recording, whether you're recording weekly or however often, you know, things are going to happen last minute um, in life. Like, like working, working from, from home. home. Like, yes, like suddenly <laughs> working from home and, and lots of changes <laughs> like everyone is going through. Um, so being, you know, being extra prepared for, you know, however much content you've planned out as far in advance as you, you know, want to give yourself that buffer. Um, that is going to be something that you're going to be thankful you did. Um, you're going to be glad that you are prepared. I'm definitely thankful that uh, we put in the work prior to the work from home order going into effect. Otherwise, I'm not entirely sure that this episode would have happened the way it did. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast was written and hosted by me, Lindsay Boyd, and Nathan Spell. It was mixed and edited by Freddie Trejo. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production.